High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. All right, uh, welcome back. It's High Noon, of course. And I was calling anybody who used a four-leaf clover on Patrick's Day um, in Egypt. Apparently, Donald Trump's uh, baseball cap has a four-leaf clover on it. So, by definition, he's in Egypt. Well, as Andy Kenny would say, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, I mean, there's an excuse for some Egypt in America not knowing the difference between a shamrock and a four-leaf clover. There's no excuse for Irish people, and that surely is the point. Joined now by my own personal four-leaf clover, uh, Bill Hughes, with an essential song. Having done two in a row that I really liked, yeah. I couldn't get a hat-trick, could I? I don't know. I don't know about this one. I know that you like the artists. Yeah. Yeah, I know that you do. Um, listen, the week that's in it, the day that's in it tomorrow. Uh, well, St. these are in Irish group. St. Paddy's Day. Patrick's Day. St. Paddy's Day. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Look, it's, the, the man's name was Patrick and it's St. Patrick. The man's name was whatever it was. We don't know. I mean, Patrick is the closest thing we can ascribe to oh. it. He was Welsh, for goodness sake. They don't have vowels. We don't know what it was. They don't say Andy's Day in Scotland or Davy's Day in Wales. So, like, come on. Anyway, are we going okay. for three in a row or We're not? going for, I hope so. We're going for... Is it an Irish group? It's an Irish group. I probably don't like them. Uh, you too. Take it or leave it. Oh, take it or leave it. Oh, okay, okay. Although I have to say fair juice to them when I hadn't a shilling here to give me all the catering I at know. their concerts. And about three years ago, my essential song was Where the Streets Have No Name. Yeah. And I told you the story about it and you loved it. Now, you did love it. Yeah. So, I, and in Paul this McGuinness, case, who was their manager, never forgot me and he always gave me business when I needed it. And, and I must say... Well, there you so go. So in this slot, I'm supporting. Okay. That. Well, now what's the song? The song is called One. One. O N E. O N E. Yeah. And it's from the album Achtung Baby. Yeah. And it's celebrating its 25th year right now. This song. Really. And this song would be probably U2's most critically acclaimed song. It would be the song that people re- it's the song that saved you too because i don't know if you remember but back in uh, the 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 last 1989 1990 when they played those gigs on the rattle and hum tour in the point and at the very end on the new years bono said we're leaving we're going away we're going to dream it all up again because at that stage they'd reached a kind of a stalemate. Really? They were they were kind of gutted by the poor response to the Rattle and Hum album. It was coming off the back of the phenomenal success of the Joshua Tree album. And so they decided, what are they going to do? So they went off to Germany. They went to Hansa Studios in Berlin, just as the whole Berlin Wall was coming down. But the disunity was among themselves. They had come to an artistic impasse. They couldn't get on. They couldn't agree oh, on I what their direction... Oh, any of this Oh, stuff. yeah. Their direction was... And, and, and they literally were... They were struggling big yeah. time with what their identity was and how they were going to move forward. And they improvise when they're writing songs. You know, they try things out. They try riffs on the drums. They try, uh, you know, bass lines. They try guitar melodies. They have, you know, Bono has an idea. Whatever way they... It's a very... 
uh, collegiate way of working and okay. uh, very creative. And Edge came up with this guitar riff, this refrain, and they said, there's something in this, there's something beautiful in this. And they worked it around. And, you know... So they all kind of write the song and the music. And well, Larry, Edge and Adam write the music and Bono writes the lyric. That's really? the way it works out. I see. And so Edge described this song as a bitter, twisted, vitriolic conversation between two people who've been through some nasty, heavy stuff. That's that's how he described it. Well, Bono described the song. It's a song about coming together, but it's not the old hippie idea of let's all live together. It's in fact the opposite. It's saying we are one, but we're not the same. It's saying we need to get along. So that's that's what the song is about. Now, when it was released, they couldn't figure out how they were going to visualise it because, you know, this was the time of big pop video promotion. MTV was still at its strongest. This was before online or viral or anything. And they brought in top, top directors. And Anton Corbin, the man who had figured that the Joshua Tree was the perfect shot and stood them there and did their album cover and all that and was brilliant on visuals. He decided to give them a new identity in Berlin that was about what is it within one? And it was about exploring our sexuality. So he did a video with the four guys in drag. And they You're were, kidding me. I'm not kidding But me. how did I never know that? I don't know. And they were... Don't say I don't know just like that. Uh, How did I not know about it? I have it? no idea because this is, to me, p- popular culture. But nobody ever, I never heard anybody say that uh, you two were in drag. Yeah, they were in drag. and They were like Miss, Mrs. Pussy or whatever his name was. No, they were in stunningly beautiful drag. Like it wasn't, they weren't doing pastiche drag. They were gowns? They like? were doing gorgeous oh. drag. And like Larry Mullen almost could pass for Kate Moss. He was so stunning. Like, he's a good-looking man anyway. He has come the bone on. structure. But Edge, sadly, di- it didn't come it didn't off. Look. It, looked, uh, it looked a bit silly black. It looked like a man know, dressed as a woman. A bit yeah. silly black. But uh, uh, Adam looked amazing too. And Bono was very, very striking. Almost like um, uh, that woman who plays the good wife. Uh, you know, so almost like her. And uh, anyway... They, they uh, yeah, what, uh, Ju- Juliana Margulies? Yeah. Ah, come on. I'm not kidding. I mean, this 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 slot is this slot is going from bad to worse. He was I a mean, lot younger then. This is 25 years ago. Could I revitalize my career by doing it in drag? Did you ever see the Birdcage when they make Gene Hackman yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. That's when Gene Hackman is made up as a woman. I've got a funny <laughs> feeling that's what we'd see if we saw Torchuk. But yeah. anyway, uh, they decided that this would not be. It would miss the point. The drag thing. The drag thing. Because okay. they had decided that the proceeds from one, uh, AIDS was gripping the world at oh, the yeah, time, course, and that yeah. all proceeds from one worldwide were going to go to serious? AIDS. Everything. 
They signed everything over. Well, I mean, this also is an indication like they were worth the fortune at this stage anyway. Yeah. They could have stopped, presumably, I wouldn't, you know, because they had so much yeah, money. So this was professional pride kept them going. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. They signed. I didn't know that either. No. Well, there you go. Uh, so, any more surprises? Oh, well, there's always surprises when I'm talking to you because I never know what you don't know. So everything yeah. comes <laughs> as a surprise. But the live thing with you two and the performances of one this song, it's always a centerpiece in a, in a U2 concert and they always use it as a moment to get across a new cause or a new... And, right. and as a result, the causes that they've been associated with, when you look at Amnesty International and Jubilee 2000 and One Slash Data and Product Red and War Child and Music Rising, like, they're all... They, you know, pe- people here, this is the land of begrudgery after all and people don't like... You, you know, U2's success and people will be throwing sugar at their radio right now and telling me, Hughes, shut up, you're just a U2 fan. I am a U2 fan. I'm an unashamed U2 fan. All right, well, Joe in Dublin uh, he, he thinks mm. you're no good. Mm. Uh, just, you're not alone there, mm. Joe. But Joe in Dublin said, U2 for St. Patrick's Day? Come on! The Pogues would have been better. We've played the Pogues before. Anyway, if you came in here with the Pogues, I would have kicked you out. <laughs> We've played the Pogues before. So uh, Who's the fellow in, in charge of the Shane Pogues? McGowan. Yeah. Shane McGowan. Yeah. Um, so Wasn't he married to a good-looking dame? He is, yeah. She's Ooh. a journalist with the... Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's fantastic. I can remember her name. Right now, you're catching me on the hop because I'm in a completely Victoria different Victoria somebody. That's right. It is Victoria. That's her name. Now, so. this is one, this is you two. They're going through a crisis in 1989? No, no this is 1990-91. Yeah. And so they record this in 91, release it in 92. All right. And they go to the Hesse Stadium in Berlin to get all their ranks together. It's vitriolic, according to one of the guys. It's not as coming together, according to another one of the guys. They were dressed in drag. Now, are there pictures of them just Yeah. Drag? And the video, you can see the video online. If you look at there's three different videos for this song. For one. Oh, yeah. There's three different f- formally released videos. There's about 20 uh, performances of the song from various concerts around the world, from Mexico, from Sydney, Go all on. things that they've released. It's amazing the stuff I learned from you. You know, well, there you I mean? go. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm delighted. Can I listen to it? Yes. <laughs> Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You're saying, one love, one life. When it's one need in the night. One love, we get to share it, leaves you, baby, if you don't care. Did I disappoint you, or leave a bad taste in your mouth? 
You too won Bill Hughes' choice on this week's Essential Songs. Of course, you can find it streamed on Spotify under George Hook's Essential Songs. You'll find them all there uh, from time immemorial. I'm blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. First of all, I remembered it, right? Yeah. I think if you'd have said, kind of, if you'd have given me a couple of lyrics, yeah. you know, I would yeah. have got it. I thought it was phenomenal. It is. And a vocal performance. Oh. But it won the Grammy. For oh, for best performance by a group or duo um, in 1993, um, the the song was artistically such a statement by them that they were back with a bang, and then they went on tour to promote that album Actung Baby with this the sensational uh, Zoo TV tour, which was kind of mad. Uh, and while they were there, they, they did some electronic music and released it as an album called Zoo Ropa, which was less successful. But then they bounced back with 
all that you can't leave behind and how to dismantle an atomic bomb. Well, well I mean, that yeah. is phenomenal. And, and the audience agree, like Paul mm. O'Donnell says, keep them coming, Bill. Uh, Will and Natai, he must be a relation of yours. Uh, Will and Natai says, brilliant choice today. But it is like, mm. it's a stupendous choice. In mm. fact, it may well be your greatest choice ever, huh? your finest <laughs> moment, your lifetime achievement. Oh, my God, I don't want to see steam coming out of your head. That was just <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, good. It is a brilliant song. Actually, it's very moving. Because, like, mm. generally, that's not my kind of music anyway. Mm. Your man has an extraordinary voice. There's oh, yeah. no question about it. Like, he has an extraordinary voice. I mean, I remember uh, I did the catering for all their events, you know, like mm. Croke Park and all that. And he really was fantastic. Live, you know? he has to be experienced. And yeah. I just don't get the naysayers and I don't get the begrudgers. I really don't because you have to just understand that this band is world class. And when you see them live, as I have seen every tour that they've done, so, and I would go back twice and three times because I, I just yeah. love this sense of theatre that they bring, but also because Bono is such a showman and the band are so there to raise him up. That's what they're there for and they understand that. And there's no, they, the ego jostling doesn't happen because they understand that this front man has done it. Because in 1985, when you 2 took to the stage in Live Aid, people who hadn't been converted to them and all they had at the, they had this wonderful album called Unforgettable Fire Out at the time but they had a song called Bad about heroin addiction and about the, the flats in Ballymon but they also had Pride in the Name of Love and when they performed it live in the context of Queen and all the other bands that were playing, U2 and Queen stole Live Aid from out from under everybody else. Really? And uh, Bono jumped down into the crowd and uh, it meant the band, a lot of their, their set was used up because everybody only had 15 minutes and because he had jumped off the stage and had gone down to mix with the crowd, this was all time ticking away and there were going to be penalties if they didn't get within the 15 minutes. And so it was a very risky thing to do, but Bono's on Airing sense of showmanship said, I'm going to do this. They threw everything right. at it and it paid off. And everybody wanted to go and see them in concert after that. I mean, uh, we, Tom, there? Tom Wickler says, I love you too. Not crazy about the new stuff, but an amazing band. And they've done a lot for, for the Irish band more than anybody. Well, the new stuff, I particularly like Songs of Innocence. Cedarwood Drive is a beautiful song. Um, but it's every, very, this stuff is very different from the old stuff. Well, every breaking wave is actually close to one. Every breaking wave from right. songs, uh, songs of Innocence. And this is the album that they got into so much trouble for depositing into people's accounts. You know, that everybody said we don't want it that way when, when they just gave it away free and it was done with, with uh, Apple. Well, and, they gave and, it away free on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was... I I missed that somehow. I wonder yeah. how I missed that. It's in your system. You just have to download it. You don't have to download it. But if you want to download it, you download it. Well, the it. main thing now is, because as you know, whenever I travel, uh, I use Spotify to play uh, George Hook's essential song, Stolen from Bill Hughes, and every one of them is there. And it gets me down to Cork in great form. Uh, it'll be fantastic now to have one to play. Uh, the other one is in, in the shape of Sean Moncrief, and you're doing what with the upcoming St. Patrick's Day? We're going to be talking to a chap called Derek Amato.
In 2006, Derek Amato banged his head, got concussion, slept for five days, woke up after the five days and could play the piano like a concert pianist. Come on. True. Oh, wait. It's called acquired musical savant syndrome. I'd be banging my head off a wall for years and I'm still crap at the music. <laughs> you have to hear it in exactly the right way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that did. <laughs> but uh, no, that's really uh, the acquired savant system. Uh, uh, acquired sav- uh, musical savant syndrome. There's about 50 people in the world who uh, something like this has happened to them. It's not necessarily musical. Sometimes they bang their head and they're, and they're great at maths. But, uh, yeah, because the, the, it's actually the phrase is idiot savant, which I always think is yes. terribly unfair. Yeah. And Dustin Hoffman played it famously in and the movie, Rayman. didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, Rayman, yeah, yeah. with uh, Tom Hanks. Yes. No, Tom, no, Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. 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 They're all said to be yeah. just some taller than the other.